can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. know what it's going to be about and i'm never prepared remember yes that's true and i'm rudy <laughs> and and i'm andrea <laughs> so andrea has again once uh, no idea what we're talking about today we do it on purpose but it's it's a pretty cool subject but before we do that we have an email here from rob matthews hey rob thanks for emailing rob's out of dunnell in florida his company's name is pristine water and he asks Andrea, Ooh, for me. I want to hear you do a podcast on upscale pool service and charging what you're worth instead of the status quo. Ooh. He goes on to say that he listened to the podcast on natural pools. That was great. He'd actually love to go to classes if they ever had any. But what about that question of his? That is a great idea because I see tons and tons of people struggling with should I raise my prices? How do I raise my prices? Why should I raise my prices? You know, my I lost this many customers because they told me that their uncle's cousin's, you know, brother's nephew has a pool service and they can help them out or do it for 50 bucks a month. So, yeah, I would be down for that. Is that the name of the company? Uncle Brother's Cousin's? What did I say? Uncle's- <laughs> Uncle Brother's Cousin's Nephew's Pool Service? It might as well be. TM, TM, trademark, trademark. You know what it is? I think some bachigaloop comes into the area, decides they're going to be a pool service, right? But they don't have the knowledge to compete against the existing pool service companies. So they decide they're going to compete on price. They'll come in at a lower number. They'll gobble up all of these accounts, which they do. And then they churn them and burn them. Realistically, they don't do a good job. They don't know what they're doing. They don't last more than a year or two. But don't worry, there'll be somebody else that comes in to replace them. But what they do is they actually drive down the price. They devalue the product in that area. And then it makes it hard for the folks that come in there and want to operate a legit service and do it the right way. And they want to offer service, but now they can't get the pricing higher because the market's used to paying diddly squat. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of that also has to do with the fact that people will try to get as many accounts as they possibly can. And it's, you know, a quality, um, excuse me, quantity over quality type uh, scenario here where they're just let me get as many pools as I can at, you know, $65, $75 a month or whatever. And I'll just splash and dash, you know, chuck a puck or whatever and be done with it. Chuck a puck. I call it shit and split. Ooh, that's a good one. So, I've, yeah, net you got you got splash and dash. You got net and jet. You got chuck a puck. What'd you say? Shit and split. That's a good one. Hi, this is Wayne from Taylor Technologies up at Sparks, Maryland. I'd like to congratulate Larry Pays of Alchemy Pool Services in Land Lakes, Florida, as the most recent winner of the K-2006C Salt Kit. Good luck, have fun, and remember, test often, test frequently, and test accurately. People don't mind 
paying extra if they believe that they're getting what they're paying for. Because if they're getting what they're paying for, it's not really extra, is it? Yeah. It's exactly what it's worth. So in offering a premium level of service, you should demand a premium price. So this comes back on you. This comes back on your ability to be a salesperson. This comes back on your ability to believe in what you're doing. Because if you believe that you are offering a higher level of service, it's easy to convey that message when you're speaking with the customer. And the easiest way for you to buy into the fact that you're giving a higher level of service is to actually offer a higher level of service. Yeah, I totally get it. Now, how do you do that? Make sure that you have the training. Make sure that you have the education. Make sure that you're not the smartest person in the room when you speak to a group of other professionals. You want to make sure that you have the opportunity to absorb as much as you can to advance yourself. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're not going to learn any more than you already know. Yeah, I get it. That's just a fact. So surround yourself with people that are where you want to get, which means you're also going to have to identify those folks. Yeah. Don't end up following false prophets. People who want you to believe that they know what they're doing when they actually don't. Yeah. Because they're going to lead you astray. We don't want to get caught up in that. And it's not always easy to find who these folks are. Sometimes we call them tin gods. They're people who draw you away from where you really want to be. So don't get caught up in that. Ask around. Make sure that you find somebody who's reputable. Check their background. Most of us have accounts on LinkedIn now where you can see what the person's actual experience is. If you want to offer a premium pool service to your customers, you need to follow people who have done this. Yeah, I get it. People who have successfully offered a premium pool service in an area who have got more than market value for the service that they offer and people who have done it successfully as a career, as part of what they do people who have been in your shoes, people who have been in the field, and people who have actually had these conversations with homeowners. Yeah. The best way for you to believe that you're offering a higher level of service, again, is to actually do that. You have to know what sets you apart. You have to know what this added value is that you carry. When you do that, you can come into a market and you can ask for higher than market value because they're getting a premium service when they go with you. That's the value in a concierge service. That's something that you're going to have to work on. That's something that takes practice. You're going to need to be able to sell that fact that you are giving them more than they would get from anywhere else. Yeah, I totally get it. It's not a question about the normal things that occur in service. There's a lot of things that we just expect. So if somebody asks why, you can't say things like, because I know what I'm doing. Because there's nobody in their right mind that's going to answer the phone and say, well, you shouldn't hire me. I don't know what the f*** I'm doing. It's not going to happen. The same thing with brushing, skimming, vacuuming. Those are all things included in service. So those are not good examples of this added value. What it is, 
that the added value is for you? Well, you're going to have to come up with that. You're going to have to talk about the things that you do that ensure your customer has that luxury experience. And the other thing to consider is not all customers are going to want that. They're not going to want the luxury experience. They just want you to clean your pool. They don't want to pay a lot. If you want to offer the premium service, if you want to be that concierge service company in your area, then that customer is not for you. Stick to your guns. Go for the high dollar pools. Target the customer you want to have. Your customer will have a better experience than the person next door who uses someone else at the lower rate. And then you have to make sure that you deliver. I've seen people complaining like, oh, this guy says that he does 200 pools a month and, you know, that's not possible. And this guy does 160 a month. And that's, that's what they're, they're, they're just basically just running in and out. You know, and I mean, you know, Florida, there's golf communities that are super tight together, screened in pools with vacuums. So you can get in and out. But I guarantee you those people are not charging what the area is worth, you know, what the whole. Well, it's not just Florida. I mean, I hear I hear about low pricing everywhere. I mean, God bless the folks who get what they're worth, because I mean, that's tough, especially if you come into an existing market and it's already been or the market's already been chewed up and spit out. Yeah, it is. When I was um, when I was on my own, when I had my service company. Well, I mean, I still do have it. I just don't have a route. But anyway, so trying to get pools for me was hard because I'm in an area where everybody's used to paying $65 a month. And then you come up with, you know. And what does that include? Like in your area. So it's 65 bucks a month. Uh, that's a well, legitimate price, right? Fortunately, that's kind of um, people have raised up from that. So like now, so now like I would say 85. All right. So what do they get for 85 bucks a month? Everything? So for 85, I mean, based on what I would do. And like I said, this would depend on whether or not it's screened in, whether or not it has a vacuum, whether or not it has, you know, uh, some type of chemical automation, whether it be a salt system or a tab feeder, which I don't use tabs anyway, but whatever. That would be my lowest rate. And like I said, that's if they had a vacuum in it, I would vacuum once in a while if there was the dust, clean the tile. That also includes a filter clean and you'll he'll hear people say once a month, um, but it's usually like once a month, once every other month, unless the pool gets really, really dirty, the, the filter gets dirty, then they'll clean it. And this it. is 85, 85 a month. Yeah. I mean... You know, all I can hear out of that is here's a company, this person, even if they wanted to do it the right way at that price, it's going to be tough. Well, there's that. You're you're totally right on that. And there's also the thing that people around here will tell you that the you don't make money on service. The repairs are where you make money is the what the successful companies around here are doing is they're charging, you know, whatever for service, a low rate, say 85, whatever that gets you in the backyard. So that gets you, you can upgrade their systems. You get to repair their stuff, you know, things like that is, but that's, they don't make money on service because they're f-ing giving it away. Exactly. That's the problem. Well, that's what I'm. It doesn't mean. And you know what? That's what I The meant. folks who charge what they're worth for service also get all those other sales too: equipment, pads, automatic cleaners. And then they're trusted more because you're able to do a more thorough job while you're there doing the service. So, yeah, I totally get it. Well, I'll tell you what. I would be super pissed off if I was still out there cleaning pools and some f- 
nut came into my area and wanted to charge 65 bucks a month and drove down what service is worth. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to be less profitable because somebody who doesn't know what they're doing decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to go clean pools for a living. And that's the amount of training they have. So, I mean, it's more than the thought that counts here. We need to back it up with some training, work for somebody and then get out there. So, Rob, in answer to your question, people should charge what they're worth. Unfortunately, for as many good folks as there are out there that that do that, there's enough people out there that can it up. Well said. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. Download on Google Play and the App Store. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to mix it up. We wanted to look at some old news stories throughout history the past couple of hundred years and take a look at some of the things that have been going on in the world. So Andrea, did you have something you wanted to start us out with? So this is a story from 1921. It was um, on July 16th. It was, it was published in the morning newspaper in Wilmington, Delaware. Okay. So the, the headline is swimming pool kiss with his wife taboo kiss. Kiss. Okay, like a, a kiss kiss, like face-to-face, mouth-to-mouth. Yeah, so I'm kind of just like reading this on the fly here. Okay. I did read a little bit through it, but I did I missed this part. So this is kind of funny. So Arden, Jersey? Where is Arden? Where I've never been there. I don't know where that is. Did I say it right? <laughs> if I know, somewhere up north. Ardent, A-R-D-E-N-T. Anyway, so it says, Jersey husband cited for disorderly conduct. So if you must kiss your wife, don't kiss her in a public swimming pool. Matthew Marquard, Mark Marquard, we'll go with Marquard, M-A-R-Q. Works for me. U-A-R-D. I don't like to mess up people's names. Matthew Marquard, 30 years old, became affectionate with his wife, Margaret, who was 20 years old, in a pool last night, and he is to appear in court on a disorderly, disorderly conduct charge. Special policeman George Maltz charges that Mark Card was kissing and hugging his wife with such intensity that a crowd gathered and he had to make them stop. Mark Mark Card objected to the interference (laughs) on the grounds that he could kiss his wife anytime he wanted to. He left the pool when ordered to, but kept up the argument after dressing and was arrested. (laughs) That's pretty funny. <laughs> so they had to pry these two apart. I mean, they were getting <laughs> jiggy with it in the middle of this pool. And wow, a crowd gathered around. That's something. And in 1921, was, could you imagine that? 19, so Mr. Mark Hard, um, way to go, buddy. That's awesome. Kiss <laughs> <laughs> his wife where any, he, wherever he wants to. That's right. You know what? Put your foot down. I, I He's, he's just going <laughs> to... <laughs> he got arrested. I can't believe that. That's funny. Wow. Okay. So I have one here. This is in the Chicago <laughs> Times Herald, September 7th, 1895. It's called In the Free Bathing Place. Lincoln Park presents a lively scene these days. And, you know, keep in mind. I've been to Lincoln Park. You've been there? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. That's There's cool. a zoo there. You Well, you grew up right there, didn't you? Yeah. You could take the train. So I'm going to read this story. You might actually know about some of these places. So okay. anyone who has a remnant of doubt concerning the popularity of the free 
bathing place. And keep in mind, public pools were you know pretty much scarce, far and few between back then. So about anybody who has a remnant of doubt concerning the popularity of free bathing place at Lincoln Park should go there some fine day and behold, 1,500 men in one day and 350 women. That sounds sweaty. Sounds scary. <laughs> 350 women on Woman's Day. Oh. And all the time, children who seem nearly innumerable as the sands of the beach is not the priority. So they're at a pool, not the beach, I suppose. Never did Troutville or Brighton or Long Beach present a livelier scene through, albeit perhaps a more fashionable, the white horseshoe shape of sand specked with animated figures and the, mine's harder to read than yours, and the Amboth, they're <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to it's easy for me to picture because I've been there so like it's it's on like Michigan so it is like okay. a horseshoe shaped there is a beach there with sand and everything but it's like right off of the road it's kind of gotcha funny. okay so pale water is rent with humanity in diverse colors three cabbies of rope divide the bathing beach into sections the first and remotest for the ladies only the second for girls and the third for boys so they they kept everybody apart with a rope this is this is the order on thursdays and saturdays and women's days we have to look up that women's days thing yeah that sounds fun so the remaining five days of the week are given over generously to the men oh so women couldn't go in That's what Women's Day. Wait, is this a pool or the beach? I'm a little confused. Well, what the hell is horseshoe shaped? It says it's the bathing the, place. The beach it is horseshoe shaped. A pool. It says okay. it's the swimming pool. All right. Well, whatever. So Women's Day is... The, we'll have to look that up. The remaining five days of the week are given over generously to the men, and the women may not enter. <gasps> Thursdays and oh. Saturdays, there was never a man in sight, saving except for the harness, excuse me, the harmless, necessary officials, <laughs> and the... And the I, you know what? And the idler on the beach and the promenade, the women and children have bathing houses, the swimming pool and the beach to themselves. And then right valiantly, do they make use of their opportunity? There's never any accidents on the women's days. See? Only on the men's, says the matron in charge of the women's bathhouse and swimming pool. Dude's getting rowdy. And I'm telling you. And for the pool, you can see that there is an expert swimmer always right outside in the readiness. I guess that expert swimmer is, you know, became what we call lifeguard. Wow. Fantastic. Well, we know what Women's Day is now. Women's Day is not some yearly holiday like Mother's Day that you celebrate. It, Women's <sighs> Day is the it day. It's the day of the week that women were allowed to get into the swimming pool. Or the bath, right? It was a public bath. Yes. More than a swimming pool. Or a lake. You weren't allowed in the lake either. Well, women really? weren't. Well, you weren't there. But yeah, it said it wasn't <laughs> women's day. Women so can wait, only no, go in the... I, what? Well, I'm just... I. It's a half lake, half pool situation. Did we... Did you... It's a lake this? and pool is what we have I here. see. So the horseshoe shaped, you said, is the lake, obviously. So there used to be There's... a pool right there. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe they filled it in. I'll have to look into it and ask around. The women in, there in Chicago probably got pissed off. They weren't allowed in this thing any more than two days a week. And they said, f***ing backhoed it in. They weren't allowed to bathe. That's atrocious. Well, it's
what was the statistic? All the dudes are 15, fighting each other. Fifteen hundred men, three hundred fifty women. Aha. Uh-huh. So, but I mean, but they weren't were more. They weren't allowed in at the same said, time. But it said there were more injury. There were no injuries when the women went in, but Correct. when the men went in, there were always injuries or whatever, right? <laughs> they get violent with a bar, so I'll tell you what. So, <laughs> anyway, well, that's that. So, Chicago back in 1895, not a fun place for ladies. Women, ladies, or, is ladies still bathing. politically correct? Yeah, they didn't have... I mean, it depends on who you ask. I don't mind it. Okay. Some people it pisses off. So if you're one of the people where the term ladies pisses you off, please do not listen to my podcast because (laughs) I can't be held responsible because I think that's a a respectful term. Anyway. All right. So, well, there's that. What do you got? Do you have anything else for us? Um, I have one more story, but can you... Can I go get my uh, my meat pie? <laughs> Why, yes, you may go get your meat. You know, and while you're there, so when I went to England, go ahead, you can hear me. When I went to England, right. there were a couple of things that were on my must-see list. And one of them was to go over to Fleet Street and have a meat pie. So... This story is from 1922. August 17th, Waterloo, Iowa. This is from The Courier. All right. So the title of this article is Personal Health Service, Public Swimming Pools. A swimming pool is just a common... Uh, This is published by a doctor, by the way, William Brady, MD. Okay. Not Wayne Brady, William Brady. All right. Public swimming pools. A swimming pool is just a common bathtub large enough for public use. (laughs) Gross. The common or household bathtub is a holdover from the white enamel era of hygiene. A shower bath is the only really hygienic body washing equipment. Among the diseases which may be communicated through the public swimming pool are eye inflammations, coriza, coriza, cholera, C-O-R-Y. No, C O R Y Z A. Okay. And Roll with it. I've never heard that. I've not either. Coriza. I'll look it up while you go. And uh, all right. And other, tell me how to pronounce it because I'm sure I sound like an idiot. And other respiratory infections, middle ear infections, typhoid fever, and possibly some skin diseases. Hold on. Coriza. 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 So Coriza is a catarrhal inflammation of the mucous membrane in the nose caused especially by a cold or a hay fever. Powered by Oxford Dictionaries, Bing Translator. Ew, see, I would have guessed that it was in the eye for some reason. But, yeah, well, we have eye inflammation and then inflamed nose membrane. Coriza. Okay, so, among the diseases which may be communicated through the public swimming pool are eye inflammations, coriza, and other respiratory infections, middle ear infections, typhoid fever, and possibly some skin diseases. It is questionable whether venereal diseases are ever communicated or contracted through the use of a public swimming pool. (laughs) Lovely. So back in 1922, they thought you could get the clap from a swimming pool. So if you come, I think that's something people just made up so they could have more excuses. Honey, how did you get syphilis? Well, I went in that swim. I was in the swimming pool, you know? So, oh, this, the damn swimming pool. Okay. Sorry. That was my. <laughs> People today still awful think. Awful 
high pitched impersonation of somebody. Go ahead. People today think that they can still get it. I thought it was delightful. People. No, people today think that you can get pregnant from swimming pools because there's still people posting. I'm sure you've seen those articles about the teenage girls getting all the like there was like 17 girls that got pregnant all from in a pool or some shit. I don't know. It's been a meme article that I've seen go around a couple of times. Sound to me like they've been ho-dogging it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So where was I? Where was We I? were talking about STDs for the first time in the history of our show. We... <laughs> Questionable whether venereal diseases are ever... Okay. And okay. So more important than either frequent change of water in the pool or attempts to disinfect the water as a sanitary precaution is strict enforcement of the rule requiring each person to take a shower bath immediately before entering the pool. Oh, my now, God. Let me just say that again. We Let me just say that again. <laughs> Louder for the people in the back. <laughs> it is strict enforcement of the rule requiring each person to take a shower bath immediately before for entering the pool and to submit to medical examination at least once before being permitted to use the pool. So we've been fighting this shower thing for 100 years. For 100 years, people have not been posing their ass off before they get in the pool. <laughs> that is insane. You know, I, it's funny because now that I do commercial pools and stuff and I see people showering before they get into the pool, I want to give them some, like, I want to gift them. I want to like, I want to have like a, I want to have like $5 Duncan or like Starbucks cards on the ready or something like you that. Should do you should Like just a handful of them and be like, listen, I am. Thank you so much for, I actually told a lady one day, I was like, thank you so much for showering. And she's like, yeah, I said, nobody ever does it. And it just helps keep the pool clean. And she's like, well, it's a rule for a reason. I'm like, I love you. There you go. Cool. Fantastic. Okay. Let me get back to did my you tell the Did you tell to... the lady about the STDs? I did not, no. <laughs> <laughs> you might get chlamydia okay. in there. Stay out. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> just, you're giving me more reasons to not want to go in the pool. <laughs> you know, we've disproven I already all don't of go the STD pools. things have been disproven. So please keep in mind, this is not a war of the world situation. This article was written in 1922 when they were just learning about these things. So you cannot okay, get an STD good. from a well-maintained swimming pool. However, you can get an STD from an unwell-maintained prostitute. So stay away from those. Oh, my goodness. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, uh, la, 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 la. Okay. Aside from Frid... Did I say that already? No. It just is the same sentence. Bear with me here. Aside from frequent change or constant flow of water in the pool, various methods of disinfection have been tried, the most efficient being ozone... Ozonation. Come on now. Ozon Ozonizing. Ozonization. <laughs> ozone and ozone. I can't do it. Ozonization. <laughs> so here, try it like this. Ozone good. Without <laughs> the most efficient being an ozone system. Okay, we can roll which with is that. Automatic, <laughs> which is automatic, inexpensive, How about just ozonation? and does not. Ozonation. I said that, but that's not the word. There's an extra letter in there. Okay, it's silent. It's <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay, so inexpensive and does not make the water irritating to the eyes and nose, as does chlorination. An examination of a sample of the pool water for colon bacilli. Okay, it's not. It, it doesn't sound good. Ba it's listen. 
This is blurry. It's a very, it's like a, it's a, uh, it's you know, hundred years old. Almost like a microfiche. It's kind of hard to read the article. All right, so, so get back to the the colon. Listen for water for. I'm gonna go like E. coli. Is this talking about E. coli? Colon B A C I L L Bacilli. Okay. Colon Bacilli. As for drinking water pollution, is the best test of the efficiency of the sanitation or disinfection of the pool. Such examinations are regularly made by health departments of cities or states. If the water in the pool is not clear, filtration should be required. Hey, you nailed it. <laughs> For a cloudy or dirty water. Yeah, oh, good. See, I knew it. Uh, okay, so if the water in the pool is not clear, filtration should be required for a cloudy or dirty water. It's hard to disinfect even if the cloudiness or dirt is of harmless character. Sorry that I read that a little funny. As opposed to the as opposed to the nefarious cloud of dirt that might be creeping through the water. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know. <laughs> Chlorination is as effective for the water of a swimming pool as it is for the drinking water of a city. The objection to this method of disinfection is that the chlorine compounds used will cause irritation of eyes and nose and a disagreeable or odor if present in excess. And on the other hand, in trying to avoid these disagreeable conditions, insufficient chlorine is likely to be used and the disinfection is inadequate. They even knew that. If it smells like chlorine, it's not the chlorine, it's the chloramines. You don't have enough. It's the chloramines. It's inadequate sanitation. 100 years of chlorine. <laughs> and in drinking water too, which means, I mean, this is one of the things that I've always asked is if, how can you be allergic to chlorine if they use it in our drinking water? It would be you very know, difficult. Just, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but it would be very difficult for somebody in our society to be allergic to chlorine. According to the, um, is this the, in the article or somewhere? No, else? this is me. It's the, okay. I, um, let me look at the, um, let me get the website real quick before I say it. Uh, but they actually, state that chlorine allergy is a myth is it a myth it is according to hold on one second where did it here it is is this it's, on snopes it is not this is from urban dictionary no this is <laughs> <laughs> this is from hold on a c a a i dot org stuff <laughs> Well, then it must be true. <laughs> Let's get back to the article because Let's this is bo back. boring to me right now. Oh, my goodness. I do appreciate the information, but. Yeah. I'm so anyway, it. there you go. It's actually officially true that it chlorine allergy is a myth. So anyway, that's what I was trying to tell you. Open air pools are much safer to use because the sunlight sunlight itself is a very powerful disinfectant. Yet now and then even a lake or sea bathing place used by all sorts of people indiscriminately just like in lincoln park where you were talking about our last story becomes polluted and health authorities are compelled to prohibit bathing in the polluted water for a time in many small indoor pools the most unhygienic condition prevails namely a close ill-ventilated atmosphere well, we understand that, too. We talk about that today, even in any of the certification classes, as far as air handling and indoor pools. So this has also then been a hundred year battle. 
this is especially objectionable, if not dangerous, when many spectators crowd into a small building to watch swimming contests. The ventilation of the room or building housing a swimming pool should be as thorough as that of a gymnasium. Wow, that's spelled funny. They spelled thorough, T-H-O-R-O. In the winter, particularly, overheating of the air must be guarded against. For the swimmer's own protection, it is well to take a shower bath after leaving the pool as well. So on the way in and on the way out. Uh-huh. So question... Oh, this is going to get... This is going to get interesting here. Questions and answers. The title of this section is The Poor Kids. Will children get the sugar diabetes from eating candy? My little girl eats some candy. Oh, so never mind. I this think is you went into cool some stuff. <laughs> that's... We drifted into a whole different subject. It's in the that's same on, column. This is hey, just his on article. Rudy and Andrew. <laughs> Next week is the medical show, damn it. Woo! Children it. under four should not be given candy. But no, she okay. can't get diabetes from eating too much candy. Well, there you go. So we learned something. We learned a bunch of new stuff today. Basically, everybody's been fighting the same battle for over 100 years. Ozonation, whether it has an extra letter or not, better than chlorination. (laughs) Ozonation is not a standalone oxidizer. It's a secondary oxidizer at best. And if you spend enough money on it, it could be, but not the systems that we typically get. Shower before you get in the pool, right? Wash off. Keep the nasties off you. Keep a good chlorine level. Air handling inside a facility. That was kind of interesting. So a bunch of different stuff today. I'm glad that things have evolved. And it's sad that some things have not caught on. I mean, the American College of Allergy, Asthma and Immunology. All right. That's who says that there is no such thing as a chlorine allergy. So and there you go. No. So we went through this entire thing just to tell you. Yes. <laughs> no chlorine allergies. So that's it for today. If you guys like what we did today, looking at some old news from back in the day, let us know and we'll make it a part of the show going forward every now and then. We'll toss it in. Andrea, yeah, thoughts? Check out the virtual pool museum if you liked that. If you liked the historical aspect of swimming pools, I'll, I should add those articles to the page, actually, now that I'm thinking. You should. I should. There you go. So, yeah, if you want to read them for yourself, I'll post them there later. Uh, it's the Virtual Pool Museum. I'm on Facebook um, and and Instagram. And then for and Talking Pools, we're all over all of the social media. So Rudy was just about to say, don't forget to follow us, like us, subscribe, listen to us talk, because otherwise it's just us talking to each other and we need an audience. So there you go. All right. Everybody have an awesome week. We'll catch up with you next time. Peace out. Bye. just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 